0: When you're driving a long distance, it's reassuring to have signs along the route that tell you when to turn or when your exit's coming up. And the same holds true when you're teaching your child to read. There are signposts along that road. Let's talk through five steps involved in teaching your child to read, and I'll point out the signpost for each one that will tell you when she's ready to take the exit and move on to the next step. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Teaching your child to read can sometimes seem like a daunting task. I remember the fear and trepidation I felt with my first child. I was so afraid I was going to do it wrong and ruin her. I could just imagine the whole sad scenario in my head. I would make one mistake in teaching her how to read, and it would mean all the difference to her life. She would never read. She could never go to college. She could never get a good job. She would end up a bitter old woman who hated her mother because I messed up teaching her how to read. Isn't it amazing how our minds go down those dark paths so quickly? Well, the truth of the matter is, if you surround your child with good conversations and a literature-rich environment, She's most likely going to do the heavy lifting for herself. In fact, you'll probably have a hard time preventing her from learning how to read when she's ready. And that's the key. So much of the process of teaching your child to read is based on readiness. When is my child ready to take the next step? So let's talk about some of those signposts. Some cues that you can watch for to see when your child is probably ready to move on in the process. Step one is playing with letters and sounds. You start the process of teaching your child to read by giving her letters that she can play with, and that can be done at any age when she's little. Just as you might give her toy animals. Give her some wooden letters or magnetic or foam letters to play with, and then you can teach her their names informally, just as you do the toy animals' names during the playtimes. Oh, you're taking Cow and m on our walk today! If you want lots of informal activity ideas for this step of the process, check out the kit, Delightful Reading Level 1, Playing with Letters and Sounds. Just surround your child with good conversations. Use good sentences and read ABC books together. Read rhymes and poems to her, and soon she'll start experimenting with letter sounds in her speaking. When she exhibits these cues, she might be ready for an introduction to Step 2. Here are the cues. She knows most of the letter names and the sounds that they make. She starts pointing out letters around her—on signs or book covers or wherever she sees them. She asks what different words around her say, or maybe she tries to read them for herself. She asks questions about the story that you're reading aloud to her, which demonstrates comprehension. And she can identify several beginning and ending sounds in words. And the last one, she has a pretty good sense of rhyming words. If those signposts describe your child, she may be ready to move on to step two. Now, To find out whether she is ready for the next step, you simply present a little bit of it and see if your child understands, see if it clicks. I like to think of that process as knocking on a door. Just knock and see whether it's ready to open. If it opens, then keep going. Move on and do more of that next step. But if, on the other hand, you knock and the child is confused or frustrated, then back off. Just continue doing your current step for a few more weeks and then knock on that door again. You'll be able to tell when it's ready to open, when the child is ready to move on. The whole process is going to go much smoother if you're patient. And you proceed at each child's individual pace. Respect the child as a person. Knock on the door. See if it is ready to open. Step 2 in teaching your child to read is going to be word building. And word building should also be as play to your child. No formal reading lessons yet. Here's how you knock on the door. Simply take two of her play letters, A and T, And put them together and tell your child that this is the word at. Then use it in a sentence that means something to her. We use this word when we say, We are at home or We are at the park. Then let that idea rest for a while. Later on that day or the next day, put those two letters together again and see if she remembers what word they make. If not, tell her, and then set it aside again. No no hurry, no pressure. But if she does remember that word, then grab a C or an H. See if she can tell you what sound that letter makes. Here's a C. Do you remember what sound it makes? And then put it at the front of AT and say the two sounds separately, k, c- at, k, c- at. What have we if we put it together? And just see if your child can figure out what word you have built. If that clicks and she can read the word, the door is open. Then you can continue to play with word building using different vowel combinations. You'll want to, in this step, introduce short vowels, long vowels, what R does to a vowel, other vowel combinations like O-I and E-Y, You'll also want to introduce some consonant blends like TH, SH, PH, ng. Now, If it doesn't click and the door is not ready to open yet, don't force it. Simply go back to playing with letters and sounds for a few more weeks and then knock on the door again. Take your time and secure the ground under your child's feet, no matter which step of the process you're on. If you move on to word building, remember to keep the activities informal and enjoyable. If you want some help with that word building step, take a look at Delightful Reading Level 2, Words I Can Build. That kit will walk you through this step. After word building comes Step 3, Actual Reading Lessons, and you can knock on the door to that step. When your child shows these signs, here are the signposts. She can read several hundred individual words that include short vowels, long vowels, blends, some vowel combinations, some R-controlled vowels, things like that. She recognizes words that she knows without your prompting her. She can build word families, for example, See how many words you can create using EN at the end. And she can build a word from memory after she has studied it. If she has exhibited those symptoms, those signs, then go ahead and knock on the door for Step 3. Step 3 is reading lessons. Now, In Step 3, These will be formal reading lessons—you're going to do them every day, but they're going to be short—just 10 minutes or so each day. Charlotte Mason used a variety of techniques that involved many of the child's senses in that learning process. I don't have time to walk through exactly what those lessons look like in this episode, but you can watch a demonstration that I did in another video. That video is about the kit Delightful Reading Level 3, From Words to Books, and it will walk you through what the reading lessons look like in a Charlotte Mason method. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. In reading lessons, you're working your way through several selections—a child's poem, a Bible verse, a short fable. And you use different approaches to help your child make the transition from reading individual words to reading sentences and paragraphs and books. So one day you're going to teach the words as sight words. The next day you're going to reinforce the phonics by doing word building with those same words. I'd like to think about this step three, though, in two parts, all right? So let's call it Step 3a and 3b, because you get one part up and running, and then you bring in the second component. So you start in with reading lessons. And after you've finished working through one of those reading selections, let's say the children's poem, your child can now read that whole poem with confidence as well as all the other sentences that you have built together and read in the lessons. Then I like to introduce the second component into the mix, and that is a reader. So let me give you signposts for bringing in that reader alongside the reading lessons. You'll know that you can bring in a reader when your child can read a complete selection, whether it's a poem or Bible verse or a short fable, with confidence and she can read sentences that you and she have created from words that she has learned if she's showing those cues then go ahead and add that reader into the mix it's good to have variety in lessons so when i bring in a reader on the side i like to do a reading lesson on one day whether that's working with sight words or word building it varies And the video that I mentioned is going to show you how to do that. So we work on reading lessons one day, and then I'll have the child read from the reader the next day. And then a reading lesson, and then we read aloud, and a reading lesson, and we just keep alternating on different days. My favorite readers to use are the Pathway readers because they follow the same family of children throughout those first few books. My kids formed a relation with Peter and Rachel and Andrew, and they were always eager to find out what was going to happen next with them. The first book in that series is called First Steps. So that's the book that I bring in alongside the reading lessons first. Then we just continue with reading lessons and reading from the readers until the child is ready to move on to the next step, which is drop the formal lessons, and just practice reading in order to gain fluency. Here are the signposts to help you know when your child might be ready for that step. If your child is hesitant and looks for help with most of the words or even half of the words in a sentence, stay on step 3 with reading lessons alongside reading from a reader and alternating them on different days. But if your child reads more than half of the words on her own, and she tries to read the others and gets a lot of the beginning sounds and some of the other sounds correct, she just needs your help fine-tuning and sounding out sometimes. Then go ahead and stop reading lessons and knock on the door for step four, which is just reading practice. Step four—well, here's how to knock on the door for this step. Set aside the reading lessons for a couple of weeks and just have your child read aloud to you every day. You are looking for gradual improvement in her reading fluency—fewer hesitations less help from you, more smoothness, more recognition of words you thought she was going to stumble over but she didn't, more speed. If it's helpful, you might discreetly keep count on your hand—hide it under a couch pillow or behind your leg or something—but keep count how many hesitations or stops or how many times you had to help, and then After we're done reading, go record those counts somewhere. That way you can see accurately over time whether your child is progressing or struggling. If you don't see any improvement in two or three weeks, then back up to Step 3B and bring back that additional support of formal reading lessons alternating with that reading aloud. Do that for another three or four weeks and then knock on the door again and see if she's ready to stop the lessons and just do reading practice. If your child is reading most words without your help, she probably just needs more reading practice in order to gain fluency. So give her the opportunity to read aloud to you every day or two, working through the pathway readers, until she completes Days Go By, More Days Go By busy times, more busy times, new friends, and mm -hmm, more new friends. When you're having your child practice reading aloud, there are several ways that you can slice and dice the books into individual reading sessions. You could set a certain number of pages to be read and stop at the end of the last page, regardless of where it is in the storyline. Another option. Is set the timer for 10 or 15 minutes and stop when it dings, regardless of where you happen to be in the chapter. Third option is to look through the chapters ahead of time and divide them according to episodes. With that option, one reading might be a little longer or a little shorter than another, but you pay more attention to the storyline and you stop at logical spots. Choose the option that works best for your child. The main thing is to avoid dragging out a reading session forever. Keep it short and require full attention and best effort for those few minutes. It's been my experience that once your student can read aloud more new friends without help She's most likely ready to begin to make the transition into reading independently, and that's step five, reading her own school books in history and other subjects. So the signpost to step five is can she read the final chapters in More New Friends smoothly? Does she just rarely need help with a word? And can she narrate what she read, proving comprehension? And sometimes she might remark that she'd prefer to read on her own now. So watch for those signposts and you'll know that she may be ready to move on to Step 5, reading independently. As with all the steps in this reading process, you're going to want to make the transition to independent reading gradually, knocking on the door and monitoring whether your child is ready. To knock on the door, assign her one reading from one of her school books to read to herself. Select one of the easier books, or one that she's really interested in. That will just boost her confidence and give her motivation. Set up the reading as you would normally with a pre-reading review and a short introduction that points out any key words that she's going to need to know, but after that have her read it independently then ask her to come narrate it to you. That narration is going to let you know how well she comprehended what she read. Now, you might give her three or four opportunities to adjust to reading independently and narrating from that type of reading. I I would not give more than one per day, though. Make sure she's well-rested and mentally ready for that challenge. If Over the course of that time, her narrations just plummet. You'll know the door's not quite ready to open yet. Back up then to step four and give her more practice reading aloud to you. You could have her even read some of that school book aloud to you so you can hear whether she's struggling with the reading fluency or if she's just floundering a bit to find her feet with the new setup. Make the transition to independent reading gradually. Take your time in assigning more books to be read independently and fewer for you to read aloud. Remember, there is no hurry. The important thing at this stage is to encourage a habit of reading for instruction, coming to the book with a mind that is eager and ready to learn. Once your child has that habit, along with the ability to read, She's set for a lifetime of learning. Let me just add one more thought. Even after your child can read all of her books independently, it's good to continue some reading aloud practice. As we've discussed in other episodes, it takes a lot of intentional practice to learn how to read aloud well—to read aloud for the enjoyment of others. So continue to provide those opportunities for your child to practice that skill, that art, throughout her school years. You could invite her to read a favorite poem to the family, or sometimes ask her to read part of your family read aloud chapter for the day. Just keep in mind that once your student has shown that she can read her school books independently and comprehend what she has read, then keep giving her opportunities to read aloud—not to test her reading skills, but to help her cultivate the art of reading aloud well. Learning how to read is a step-by-step process, and I hope the signposts that I've given you in this episode will help you confidently guide your student through that that process—that long-distance journey. But hopefully now you'll know what signs will show you to take the exit and move on. If you enjoyed this video, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the audio version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with a link to that other episode that I mentioned on learning how to read aloud well, and links to the resources that I mentioned to help you with each step of teaching your child how to read. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.